When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast, this is a show where I talk to uh, people about their problems, about their secret lives or shit that they're going through. Um, it's totally anonymous. Uh, you could be on the show. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you can write a review for my show, if you like my show and you listen to it on iTunes or Sister and you can write a review, that would be great. Write a review. It's always really appreciated. If you think something about an episode or you just want to you know, like, I don't know. I love when hearing from my fans, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Send me an email and tell me what you're thinking. Uh, what else? If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. Um, today, I'm going to get right to who I have on today because I see my baby on the baby monitor and he's waking up. <laughs> um, I have a guy named Smith who like literally gets beat up by uh his girl and he's gotten beaten up by other women in his life it's a pattern which typically is the case and i think it's really interesting because most of the time we hear these stories about women um and nobody knows that it happens to guys too i know a guy who it happens to and i talk about it on the podcast um and i was shocked when i heard about it because it was the person that i would least expect it uh, to be happening to but you know that shit happens and so it's interesting this guy's kind of a mess the women he dates are out of their minds so it's an interesting uh listen this is a guy that like <laughs> i know i always talk about dateline on my show and how i watch it and i'm kind of obsessed with murder stories and this is like seriously this is like the the appetizer to the dateline episode this is like the shit that's going on before the person gets killed um, or disappears or gets poisoned or chopped up and put in a bag. Um, this is the kind of relationship <laughs> and the shit that's going down in the person's life. So um, I'm going to be right back on with Smith. 
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Smith. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on the phone with Kathy. How are you? I'm doing well. Okay, great. So you have a long-winded relationship story. There's a lot of drama, maybe I would call it, going on. Um, Yes. Yeah. So why don't you just tell your story? Because it's like easier if you explain it, and then we'll take it from there. Well, basically, five and a half years ago, I met a woman in a bar. Mm-hmm. And um, she just absolutely sparkled. She looked amazing. Mm-hmm. She was hot. And, Scale of one yeah, to ten, very, what very was she? So. Scale of one to ten, she was a ten. Uh, I give her a solid nine for sure. Okay, cool. What do you? What are you on a scale of one to ten? I'm around an eight. Okay. I've never had a problem. Get, never had a problem getting a girlfriend or going to the bar and picking up someone and taking them home. It's not mm-hmm. something I do, but. It's never been an issue. Okay, cool. And how old are you and how old was she like five years ago? I'd be 41 and she would be 43. Okay, cool. So you see this girl, woman, she's totally hot and she, you see her across the room and you're like, that's my girl. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It was mm-hmm. just, I walked up to her and I have a bit of a reputation at the bar that I frequent mm-hmm. or the, the dance hall. And, um, you know, I just, everybody, she kept turning everybody down and I just swabbed right up to her and said, Hey, what's your reputation? What's your reputation Hmm? at that bar? Um, well, with the guys, they just clear a path when I walk through. It's not, not because of any other reason than the way I carry myself. I am a big guy, but I don't push people around, Mm -hmm. but I do have a reputation from, many years ago and um that just sort of precedes me as i go as far as the women go Mm -hmm. um i've been i was rumored to have slept with a lot of women but typically what i would do is walk them out to their car kiss them good night on the cheek or whatever and send them on their way and then i would just go home Mm -hmm. but Everyone so assumed because you were walking them out that you guys were going home together and you were banging them, but you weren't. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. I don't do that. I'm a gentleman. My mama would beat the hide off, off me if she found out I was pulling something like that. Right. But you, but everyone thought that's what was going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I gave her my number. I uh, didn't get hers. Mm-hmm. Because the way I look at it is if I give you my number and you're interested, you'll call. If you don't, you don't. No, no skin off my nose. Okay. You're not like you like the girl to sort of pursue you instead of you pursue her? uh, Yeah. I mean, it's not too much to ask. I mean, I'm I'm a decent looking guy. I'm in great physical shape. I have a job and I own my own business and (laughs) I write music and... And novels. I mean, I'm a very talented individual, and if <laughs> no, she but I mean, worth it, she'll call me. Right, but I mean, listen. Everyone could say everyone that feels good about themselves should feel the same way you 
do about yourself, right? So she could say the same thing, like, hey, like, I'm this hot, you know, nine on a scale of one to ten. She's a nine. She sparkles in the bar. So she could be like, he, if he likes me, he should call me. I just think because typically the man is the one that sort of makes those moves. It's interesting to me that you, you know, you're the type of guy that passes that on for the woman to do. Well, it's, why not? I mean, in this day and age of feminism, it's, the, you know, it's, it's been beaten into our children's you know, our heads that, you know, the women have as much right to be, you know, the aggressors as the men do. Besides that, and again, going back to the feminism, it's just a matter of I don't, I don't want to appear to be the aggressor. Right. I, had too many, I had too many options at that time. I had several other women that I had was dating on a full-time basis or, well, if you want to call it that, I was, I was booked four nights a week, if, that, if that'll tell you anything. But, you were um, what? Booked. So, right, okay. <laughs> but were you so sleeping had, with I all of date- them? Oh, God, no. No, okay. no, 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 no. Right. Because I was going to be like, my, what about that mom was, thing where your mom's like, she lets you date five, four girls at the same time, but she tells you you can't have sex with any of them? <laughs> not really. It's just, um, gosh, this is going to sound crass. Um, I've never really found anybody that was, that really turned me completely on. I mean, to be perfectly blunt, my ex-wife was the only person who could ever do that. And one other woman... Her name was Dawn. She was amazing. But beyond that, I just, you know, they set the bar high and it's like, I just don't want to be disappointed. Besides that, there's so many diseases out there. No, but this is so interesting to me because, okay, I talk to a lot of men. I know a lot of guys, right? And and guys just have a reputation for being pretty horny, right? It's just like sort Mm -hmm. of the given, right? But you're telling me and tell me if I'm correct, like if I'm understanding you correctly, that you don't get turned on by really most women. Is that what you're saying? No, it takes us. It takes a certain kind. You gotta have blonde hair, brown eyes, and be tall. Okay. What I about like? like my height. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't see a lot of like blonde hair, tall women with brown eyes. No. Not at all. I mean, I've seen out of out of all the women I've dated, I think maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 might have had brown eyes, but they weren't the tall blonde with, with the, um, you know, just, it's just me. I mean, I like a woman my height. Okay. No, listen, I'm just saying, because I'm just like, uh, like, listen, I... Uh, you didn't listen to any of my other shows. I found you on Craigslist, right? So you're not like, a, sometimes listeners call in and so they know my deal, right? What I do a lot on my podcast and hopefully it's cool with you is like, I, I sort of like peel back the layers of stuff, right? And I try to figure out what's going on, right? And sometimes I sort of, mm-hmm. someone says stuff and it sort of makes me think, oh, maybe this person has this kind of thing going on. I don't know. It sounds, it's a little weird to me when I hear a man who like is very sort of picky, especially when it comes to sex, because guys are just so horny. It's like most guys aren't like they have to have a certain color eyes or like they got to have like a pair of good tits and a nice ass, you know what I mean? A small waist and like, you know, most guys will fuck anything. Like it's just the way that they are. You know, they're very visually stimulated Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, by bodies, by body parts, not necessarily oh they're pretty like I'm always telling girls because I think girls sometimes think guys are wired like that you sound like you are but I don't think it's typical for guys to be that way I think typically guys are like 
you don't have to be pretty. They're more looking at like a woman's like, you know, her body and how it is because it's like, you know, that that's the sexual sort of aspect of a woman. Right. Well, I, I'm attracted to intellect. I okay. don't, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very, very well educated. Mm-hmm. And okay. I won't date a woman who cannot carry on an intellectual conversation. There was a song forever ago by one of the Jackson boys that, mm-hmm. um, came out, um, what is it? We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Mm-hmm, totally. I love, I love, I like, I like country music, but I listen to that stuff. And I heard that song when it came out about a million years ago, mm-hmm. back when everything was carved in stone tablets. And it, it, it kind of struck me funny. I thought, you know what? That is true. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's true for you. That's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I like guys like that. I mean, most girls love guys like that because most guys aren't that way, but they're, I know guys that are like that. They're more, I always say they're farther away from the apes. You know what I mean? They're a little bit more evolved. You know, a lot of guys are like, there were right, apes well, and then there was men, you know, and they're just like the, the horny, you know, guys that I'm talking about. But then I think some guys are a little bit more evolved and they're not so Neanderthal in their ways. Right. And so maybe they might well, we, want a woman who's a little bit more than a nice pair of tits and a nice ass. Exactly. Well, we've had 2.4 million years on the planet from the Australopithecus until now. And the, the thing is, is propagation of the species. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. I don't have that issue. I have six children for crying out loud. You do? Oh, my God. We yeah, have to I'm get into. Gonna... OK, I can't wait to analyze you. OK, because I hear a lot of stuff going on because you say once like who do you have six women from one from your first wife? Oh, absolutely. I don't. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. One woman. It's easier. Okay, that great. Way. Okay, so you got all your your kids from your first wife, right? Well, how old were you when you first got married? I got married at uh, eighteen. Okay, cool. And how long did that marriage last? Seventeen years. Okay, cool. And then you got divorced. And then is that when you met this girl, or like, were you? Did you no, get married no, again? I wish or I'd you met- the- okay. I met this woman named Dawn. She was a suburban housewife kind of divorcee. Mm-hmm. Um, she found me on Craigslist. Um, she was looking for an end table and wound up with a doormat. Mm-hmm. But um, I met her and just was head over heels with a position that you know, dating a woman who comes with money, who comes for money. And I had a job paying about a quarter of a million dollars a year, so it wasn't really that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But she had class, mm-hmm. and that's the, that's that's the thing that attracted me. Mm-hmm. And of course, she made the first move. Well, after we broke up, you know, we both got what we wanted out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. She wanted someone to put her on a pedestal, and I needed someone to fix. So we both got what we wanted. Okay, how long did that relationship last? It was five years. Okay, cool. So that was after your marriage, and Dawn was one of the women you said would like, you know, set you up for these high standards that you have with women, right? Because she really did it. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I, oh my gosh, Dawn! I loved that woman like no nothing else, mm-hmm. and she was just absolutely beautiful to me. Okay, and what? Ha- why did you guys end it after five years? Where you said you both got something out of it and you were done, like you had fixed her, or she or realized she wasn't fixable, or because I know that's not what you said you were getting oh, I, out of it. I fixed her one hundred percent. I mean, the reason we broke up was the fact that she found somebody else that had position and title, and she told me, "I the only way I'll marry you 
is if you've been in the same job for five years, have a college degree, at least a bachelor's or better, and $100,000 in your bank account. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could top that out in, in five years, and I, and I almost did it. I almost made it. Shit, what were you at, like $90,000? Uh, pretty close. 97000 was where we were at, or where I was at at that point. And then, of course, you know. And she didn't even give you a $3,000 pass? Like, she was like that sort of no, particular? right, right. You're kidding me. That's the most ridiculous no, thing i No, I, I wish, I really, honestly wish I was kidding you. But the Don't sound a little psychotic. I'm, Oh, you have no idea. That was the first time I learned to take a punch from a woman. But, (laughs) you know. Wait, Smith. My psychiatrist told me. Smith, let's not get ahead of the game, okay? Let's stick with Dawn a little bit. I just want to get a little backstory. Because a lot of times I think what happens in a relationship, you know, in the current relationship has to do sometimes with stuff that happened in the past one, right? So let's just focus on Dawn. Because you just said she's the woman who taught you how to take a punch, right? So she was physically abusive. Oh, absolutely. Okay. How did that happen? How did, when, when did that start? It started when her young, when her oldest daughter hit puberty and suddenly started dating and sleeping around. And I told her, I, you know, I caught her boyfriend sneaking out of the window of the house and well, I kind of, I kind of tased him, but, um, oh my God. Okay. the whole thing was that, huh? Yeah, go on. It was turned around on me that I'd tased him and nobody paid attention to the fact that her daughter was sleeping with this guy. But and then, of course, Don came out and we got into an argument and I just told her, I said, look, it's not my fault. Your daughter is effing this guy. OK. And then, of course, she hit me with a really beautiful I mean, out of nowhere. Right. hook. I was impressed. I mean, literally, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I saw stars and staggered and came back and looked at her. I said, no, what was that for? You called my OK, fine. Right. And little by, little by little, she weeded me out of the children's lives. I mean, I, was, I spent five years raising her three daughters. Mm-hmm. Because of that one incident and or because of other things? I think a lot of it came down to the fact that I just wasn't the, the you know, I'm a, I was raised poor. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, we didn't have money, but mama mama taught us manners, and that's all mm-hmm. there was to it. You don't hit a woman. No matter what, you don't hit a woman. Right. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email. Podcast at gmail.com. That's Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. But. You think she wanted you from to? From then on. I mean, why did she start to take you out of her children's life? Because you didn't have enough cash or like you weren't like sort of this, like the, you didn't have the sort of status she was looking for as a man? 
No, no, I did not have the status she was looking for. So that's why you buy, think she I, did I, it right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I loaned her, well, I loaned her quite a bit of money to buy her house. I bought her oldest daughter a car. You know, and it wasn't that I was trying to buy their loyalty or anything, but she asked me, and I said, sure. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't enough. Money doesn't, never, ever enough. And that was gotten to, and then it got to the point she tried to weed my children out of her life. And a lot of Christmases would go by where I would buy all these gifts for my children, and then she'd want me to put her name on them as well. So she wouldn't have to buy my kids anything. Well, weren't you guys a couple? Like, wasn't, like, if you were buying it, like, wasn't, like, weren't you guys, like, buying it kind of together? And wasn't it okay? No? Well, no, 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 no. The money they spent was mine. Behind closed doors? Oh, yes, absolutely. But in public, it was more of a... I don't, I don't really... I've never had a relationship quite like that. Like But what? she did show yeah. me at one, at one, at one time mm-hmm. how amazing a lady could be. Mm-hmm. She did, and then she, before she yeah, started she punching herself, you and all this sh- other stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, did I've, she just I've, punch I've you that one punched. time? Did she just punch you the one time oh, with no. the daughter? Oh, okay. So after that, she started hitting you on a regular basis. Pretty much. I mean, I get hit once or twice a month for saying saying something or doing something she didn't like, and she just haul off and punch you like in the face. And were you like an abused guy yeah. that would like show up at places with like black eyes and people would ask you and you'd be like, I tripped and f- fell. Like, would you be lying? Were you like the abused woman like that lies about shit? Like, or did you let people know no, why my- you had a black eye? Well, for a long time, it was basically, well, you know, I went to the bar on Friday night and these two guys jumped me or this guy jumped me. Then So you were lying to people. My- well, yeah, I was covering up for it. I didn't want mm-hmm. people to think she was a loon. Right. You knew she was a loon, but you didn't want anyone else to know. No, you know, yeah. because... Because you didn't want to leave her yet. I mean, you were still in love with her for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she would be... And you, of course, never hit her. I know a guy. Let me tell you. I had an ex-boyfriend come back and want to date me again. And he told me he got divorced because basically his wife was, like, physically abusive to him, like, the whole time. Like, she was, like, beating the shit out of him. Like, the cops would be called and stuff. It's, like, a weird thing. I was dying to get him on my podcast because I think that this is something that exists. A lot of men don't talk about it, but there are guys out there that this happens to. So it's kind of interesting, you know? Well, the reason I never did anything about it, I never called the cops, because when it started with Tina... Who's Tina? Being a night... Tina was the was the relationship that I'm. I just escaped from. Yeah. Uh huh. But you know, police. The police don't understand that men get beat on too, and it's not because we're wusses. It's because of the fact that you know, my dad, my dad, and my mom treat a woman with reverent respect because they go through a lot in life, and you have to be the gentleman. You have to be the lighthouse. No, no, no. I don't think, listen, the guy that, the guy I'm talking about that this happened to him too, he used to beat the shit out of men and he was like really tough when it came in that sense. But with a woman, he would never hit a woman either. But there is something, I mean, you go to therapy, right? Because you've talked about your, your psychiatrist in the the Craigslist ad. So I know that you are in therapy, right? So there's something else going on with men that get abused. Are you a, a pussy? No, but there's something going on there that you are taking abuse from a woman and staying there. I mean, you're no different than the 
woman that stays in the abusive relationship with the man. You know, it's like you don't, uh, on some level, you have low self-esteem or whatever's going on that you're putting up with that kind of behavior from somebody that's supposed to love you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I had a bad relationship with my mom. Uh, really, 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 really bad. Abusive, mean. And there was a lot of that. And my psychiatrist told me the reason you're getting these broken women is because you're trying to fix the relationship with your mom. 100%. And the thing we is, all do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And he said the reason what you need to do is step back and ask yourself. Mm-hmm. If what you went through with your mom... <clears throat> made you the person you are today. You're reverent. You treat women with respect. You don't sleep around. You don't, you don't curse in front of them. You expect table manners and intellect. I mean, that's just, you know, if I take a woman on a date and we're having steak, I don't want to see the cow slaughtered a second time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Where just the same is, and this is something I told both women on our, on our first date together. <clears throat> you know, I mean, if you don't want to respect yourself, then I will. You're not getting it. You're not getting laid. It's not happening. I want to get to know you first because if you don't stimulate the brain, you're not getting nothing else. Okay, but stick to what your you said your therapist was your psychiatrist was telling you that if your mother like if you you learned these good things from your mother, like what was he saying about the bad things that you sort of experienced? Well, my mother would tell me that you're never supposed to hit a woman. Ever, no matter what. No but your now, mother treated you terribly, yeah. though. You had a bad relationship with her. Did she hit you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There are many, many times my mother told me, I wish you'd never been born. Okay. You know, if I'd have only... If I'd yeah, have, terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those things. She told me that she wished she'd, wished that I'd been aborted and all this other nonsense. But, you know, you're a kid. And you're like, well, gosh, that's hurtful. But, you know, I'll just let it slide off. And it doesn't slide off like water and off a duck's back. It's more like rain gutter because basically you catch it and you remember it over the years. Oh, and yeah, you develop please. An intense... oh, totally. Yeah, it's a very bad thing. I mean, it, it literally sort of affects you for the rest of your life. I mean, I grew up in a very bad relationship with my father and both my parents. And it made my life really difficult, you know, because of the thing. It's like I have a, I have a baby now. I just had a baby and. My br- and I, I had no people that have children, and they don't thanks, and they don't understand that those things that you do when children are really young, you know, if you're not really thinking properly and you're abusing them in whatever ways, like it literally will affect them. For, you could like ruin their life, you know what I mean, or make their life so much harder. It's like it's really sad, you know. It really is. And it's just well, we like, have a re- yeah, we have a responsibility to our children to not do the same because children. Children don't do what we say. They do what we do. Mm-hmm. My father told me that. You know, mm-hmm. you be a gentleman, your, men, your boys will grow up to be gentlemen. Right. And your daughters will know what kind of man to, to expect and respect. You have to actually set the standard on both sides of the coin. Well, me getting into these abusive relationships has wreaked havoc with my kids. I mean, I've lost all of the respect of my children. I could imagine. How many boys, how many and girls do you have? Out of those three and six. three. Three and three. Okay. You got the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Okay. So you. Yeah. They, I'm never going to get my figure back either. Right. So you, so your <laughs> kids, did you get abused by your first wife to their mom? Oh, no. No, 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 no. My first, my, my, my only first and only wife was absolute saint. I mean, 100%. She was the greatest thing that so ever then, happened. The single most greatest. 
Okay, so then yes. why do you think that you went, like, why do you think that you were able to sort of keep all your dysfunction that you got from your mom when you were little, like, sort of, like, it didn't hit you till, like, way later? Because you had this healthy relationship with a woman for 17 years, right? You had all these children, mm-hmm. and then it ended, and you all your shit came up, and you started, you know, dating probably women like your mother, right, and starting to work that out. Why don't you think you were sort of doing that oh, in that first yeah. relationship? Because normally that's what you do it with everybody. Well, no. See, I, I went from a, through a string of bad relationships. My my first Tina was right after my divorce. Mm-hmm. Then it was Don, and then it was my second Tina, which obviously I'm beginning to see is probably a bad luck name for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I just, you know, I I stepped away from this. I mean, Don was a good person, and she still is, and I respect her, and I still love her. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind and my heart that I still love the woman. I dream about her and, you know, things like that. And I'm okay. I know she's married. She's happily married. And um, her daughters have gone off and they're living their lives. And life is beautiful for them. And for that, I'm grateful. I mean, I actually, after a year or so, I found myself praying for him, for her because I, you know, I'm not, I'm a deist. I believe there is a God, but I seriously don't think he has an effect in our daily lives, like finding us a parking spot. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And we're we're basically he's like from to, to quote Constantine the movie, God's like a kid with an uh, like a kid with an ant farm. Mm-hmm. But you know my therapist told me you need to forgive yourself for the bad decisions. You can't forgive her till you forgive you. Right. Mm-hmm. Smart. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. I forgave myself for the bad decisions, but. But then you went and dated the woman that you're currently involved with. Well, yeah, up until this morning, or up until yesterday, I got in, involved with her, and I'm going to tell you something. We had to, I had to call the police a couple of times. I mean, she came over to my house one night and assaulted me with golf balls of all things. Okay, but let's just start my, this relationship. Let's get into this drama-filled relationship that you're calling me about. You met this girl after Dawn, right? And she was the sparkly girl in the bar. She's the nine, right? Or was Dawn the nine? I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Who's the nine? The new girl, right? The girl you're currently with, right? Tina, yes. Tina. So you meet Tina. How long have you been dating her as of now? We've been about five and a half years, I think. Okay, so when did she, when did like her sort of red flag start that your whole relationship, I'm assuming, was like filled with the craziness, right? Because she's pretty nuts too. Okay, so two weeks in, what happens? Red flag. Her car broke down. I went and and took care of it. She called me on the phone. Uh And I went and I got her car going again and she bought me dinner. And then that was it. I hadn't heard, didn't hear from her for a week. And she called me at the end of a week and said, hey, why don't you come over and have sex with me? Had you had sex with her yet after two weeks? Like you? Were no, just, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. And um, you know, she kept calling me, calling me, calling me when I was on the way to her house. So I get to her house, it happens, and I leave. And she says, "Well, I just wanted a one-time thing." Well, I was a bit disappointed because, like I said, I thought she was amazing. I was, like, "Oh my gosh, this is so. This woman's so beautiful." And then, of course, the first time we had it, it was vulgar. I mean. She was just as vulgar as a person could get in bed. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, interesting. You weren't into it. I wasn't. Believe it or not, she just, yeah. And I told her. I said, you, you know, I know what we're doing here, but you need to act like more of a lady. 
And I know how strange it must seem to be butt naked with another with a, with a guy and try to be a lady, but there's just some language that I won't tolerate. Okay, like she was just like she was dirty talking, and it just wasn't. You're not into that. Well, it was it was dirty enough talking that it it caused a uh, a physical malfunction there for a couple of minutes. I'm like, you need to stop. You That's mean you lost nasty. your heart on because it was like distracting to you. It was the most disgusting talk I'd ever heard. Oh, my God. Could you just give me like a little taste of what she said? Just give me one sentence. Well, F my. Fuck my pussy. No, she didn't use the P word. She used the other one. What? See, like say the first letter. The C word. Fuck my cunt. The C word. (laughs) But it was it was just vulgar. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because she said it in like know, a real dirty way because she was so horny. <laughs> I get it. Was it. nasty. I just, I looked at her and said, okay, first off, I don't use that word. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Maybe, listen, maybe she just listens. I'm not a dirty talker, but like maybe she just really is. Like when you, you know, maybe that she's just like really into that. And I guess she was. I don't know because it stopped after I told her to stop doing it. I said, that doesn't turn me on. That doesn't do anything for me. Okay. It's re- repulsive as far as I'm concerned. You want to say, you know, the P word, that's great. But don't throw that C out there because, no, 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 that's just, just vulgar. You're, I mean, wow, you know. Oof. Okay. So, so it happened. Okay. It, so you guys had that kind of, happened. but that was the red flag when she talked really dirty to you or she told you, I just want a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. Well, when she told me she wanted just a one-nighter. Mm-hmm. And I just chalked it up and wrote it off and decided that was that. I'm done. Mm-hmm. A trip to the uh, CDC to get checked out to make sure a week later. You were okay. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Spotless. Okay. And um, then I went out to another another dance hall and I was having a good time and <clears throat> somebody texted my phone and it said, um, "Why don't you come over?" And I didn't have the number. I'm like, oh, "Okay." I didn't save her number. You know, I figured she told me one night stand. So, oh well. And um, I said, who is this? And she says, I can't believe that you don't remember the girl you effed less than two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I shot her the text message that said, Tina, question mark. And she got all mad and sent me this long, long text message of vulgarity. I just took my phone outside and tossed it in the truck, went back in and started and just dance the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. I come out and find the tires to my truck slashed. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh my God! This is this is uh, two weeks in. Red flag number one. And I mean, it's worse than a red flag. <laughs> it's just you know, well, it's mine Ford, said, you know, flat tires. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. He says well, this is a mushroom cloud, dude. I said I can't prove she did it. He said, "Do you really have any doubts?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> two years later, I found out the truth. That yes, she did. She told but, she admitted it. Yeah. Well, sort of backhanded. You caused it. And then everything that she's ever done in the relationship was my fault. It was a reaction to me. Of course. Well, she is probably reacting to you. But I mean, if listen, if at 40 something years old, she can't handle somebody not coming over her house that she has to slash her tires. I mean, something she's like mentally unstable. You know what I mean? So, I mean, a lot of people, Baby, you, uh, you no know, yeah, idea. Yeah. Let's let's get to it. So that happens. And but you continue to date her. How do you go back to her after she slashed your tires? Well, I couldn't prove it. And after a while, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know, I got into a fight maybe three or four months before that with a fella. And 
Um, yeah. So I figured it might've been him. I wasn't really worried about it. And I was like, Oh, you know, I got new tires. A buddy of mine works at the tire place and I got new tires. So, okay. But how did you get back in contact with her? Did she keep texting you? Yeah, it was endless. I mean, I'm, at that time I'd closed my business. I was doing sales for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm a salesman. I'm very good at what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, I just kept getting these text messages and, I was astounded at, at, at just how vulgar they were. What do you mean? She'd be like, "What? So, why haven't you fucking called me, you fucking asshole? Like, what do you mean vulgar? Like, what was she saying to you? Yeah, after? the F-bomb the F, the F got, got to the point, like, I, thought, I felt like I was being texted by a 16-year-old girl because it was just all F-bombs. And I was like, who is this? And she goes, ah, nah, nah. I'm like, well, whatever works for you, fruitcake. Okay, fine. Your deal. Stop texting me. I'm, I'm at work. And so I would be at work and then she'd call and I, I wouldn't take the call. And then she'd call my boss. But and what was she looking for at that point? I don't I don't really understand. I'm not really following you. She slashes your tires because you wouldn't come over. And that's it. And then she wanted she kept texting you to come over and hang out like or she's just cursing you out for no reason. Like what, at this point, you just had sex with her once two weeks ago. Like what? I don't understand what she's texting you about. I don't know what I didn't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. And, and and after a while, I just like, I finally went over to her house and said, what is your problem? Of course, she drives me into the house and that happens. And I'm like, okay, we should date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my hand. I'm looking at her. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's kind of a toss up, so to speak here. I've never slashed my own tires. But um, I just, you know, things just kind of spiraled out of control and, it was like every other week, every two weeks, she would, you know, we started dating. She would break up with me and make, she'd start a fight. Mm-hmm. And then break up. And then, of course, me, I'm the kind of guy. And at this time, I like to think I was at my lowest moral point because we'd break up on a Friday morning. So she'd find some excuse or reason. And she'd break up with me. She couldn't have me spend the night away from her. But then she'd break up with me on Friday so she could go out. Well, I'd go out and find a replacement. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that fast. For me, it was like, mm, whatever. Go into the bar, see something I want, go after it. Confidence wins the day every time. But what would you do with that person? Uh, would you sleep with them to get her back secretly? Oh, heavens, or no. no. No, you weren't. So you were just like no. talking to somebody else. I would do the same thing I'd always done. I would dance with them, have a good time, have drinks, share, hug, kiss, walk into the car, smack them on the lap, tell them, see you later, and away they go. Then I'd go home alone. Okay, but she probably, what what was she doing? Honey, she was getting laid, bigger than Dallas. Yeah, and talking really dirty to them, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, like I said, she had a pretty bad potty mouth for a long time. Okay, so she but, was dumping you every Friday so she could go out and screw other guys, and then when did, she would come back to you on Sunday and ask you to go back out with her, and you'd say okay? No, it was every two weeks. Was every weekend that I had my kids, she'd break up with me on that Friday because she figured I wouldn't be out. Okay. So, I, But I, would, I always picked up my kids Saturday morning because they always had something going Friday night. Okay, so you couldn't so, see her anyway, so she'd go out with other guys, and then two weeks would go by and you guys wouldn't talk? At the, when, yeah, 
that's pretty much it. Cause at the end of the, uh, when my kids would go home, she'd call and she'd want to, she'd want to get back together. And then we'd be together for the next, to let that next Friday that I was supposed to get my kids. I never told her I was picking them up on Saturday. Okay. She just assumed that I was picking them up Friday. Mm-hmm. But anyway, long and the short of it was there for a long time. It was just touch and go. I mean, it got yeah, bad. she sounds like she's got like borderline personality. Oh boy, psychotic is better. But she's you know gotten to the point where she doesn't remember a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But never takes responsibility. And you're gonna love this. I'm working for for a fella doing uh, repossessions, car repossessions. Uh huh. I was one of those guys, badge and all. And um, I was out for 36 hours repossessing cars. Uh huh. And it was it was it's touch and go. You gotta get you gotta get them at two or three in the doggone morning. Because that's when the person who's missed the payments is usually in bed. Yeah. But I came in after a 36-hour run, and I was pretty proud of myself. We we were very successful. We pulled, like, eight repos, and um, she was waiting at my house. So, I, you know, I got home. She goes, I want to spend time with my boyfriend. I said, oh, now I'm your boyfriend. Good to know. I thought I said, I've been up for 36 hours, so I'm going to go to bed. Well, I'm going to go find somebody. To... And I said, well, great. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. And... uh she got mad. My idiot roommate collects golf or collected. This is the roommate I had. He collected golf balls. Oh, this is the golf incident. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he loved golf and he collected golf balls and he sell them back to the uh, golfers. And um, she saw a bucket of them by the couch and started and picked them up. And I was introduced to the little slugger pitcher because that girl could throw a golf ball. Mm-hmm. I had roughly what twelve to fifteen bruises on my on my left and my side and my back. <laughs> I mean, it's well not funny, but it's kind of funny. Like she just started throwing these balls at you. <laughs> she was throwing these things at me. I mean, I was just ducking. I couldn't do anything because I couldn't tackle her and beat on her. She was a guy; it would have been over with pretty quick. But you know, and then finally she ran out of golf balls, and I was just thankful that was the bucket that he had. Uh, you know, taking some balls out of earlier. I'm like, phew. Then she picked up a bowling ball, and I was out the door. Oh, my God. Okay. Ran across the street. Now, this is what I was talking about. Ran across the street, called the police. The, 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 oh, I really want to say their name. They show up, and they're, let's put it this way. This is the only city that is known for shooting minorities in the back that are handcuffed. Right. Oh, God. Okay. And the most liberal city in America, and it's not San Francisco. Anyway, uh-huh. um, <laughs> basically, you know, I ran across the street, called the police. The police show up, and she sat outside waiting. She Like, she was waiting for me to come back. And I'm like, ain't. I ran across the street to the neighbors. Police officer finally came up, and he said, what's, are you the guy that called? And I said, yeah, I'm the guy that called. And he goes, well, what's going on? I said, well, she, <laughs> and I told him, he goes, that little girl right there. And I said, yes, that little girl right there. I said, he goes, and a big old guy like you, little, little woman, beat him up. You must not be much of a man. 
I kid you not, he said this to me. And I looked at him, I said, I have put 14 people in the freaking ground. I don't think I have to explain my manhood to you. Thank you. And um, he just looked at me. Well, you let a little woman beat you up. I think I said, a lot of guys, I, unfortunately, I think a lot of men and some women would think the same thing. And I, and I know that there's so much more going on, like I said, because the guy that I know that was physically abused, like beats the shit out of guys. And he's like a tough guy with men. But when it comes to women, he's got this weird thing going on that he lets them push him around, you know, and it's I think it's a different thing than, you know, being a pussy. But I get but you got to understand why a guy, especially a fucking cop, you know, they're so what is that word macho <laughs> you know what I mean like I, I you know I, I just think you, you got to understand why they would sort of say that or the way it would look to them you know what I mean because I feel like well, a lot of people would feel that way he was a young trooper and this is a on a side but three years later he um he got me for a DWI <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny he got you but, yeah yeah, well, we. I, you I got a DWI. You got stopped by him for with a DWI. I didn't get stopped by him. He was in the gas station, the Seven Eleven. My truck was a friend of mine. He borrowed my truck. We were playing a party behind the Seven Eleven. Okay, listen. You sound like you're seventeen. Yeah. This is happening in your forties. You get busted with a DWI in this, the parking lot of Seven Eleven by a cop. <laughs> Oh, this is worse because I was well, a buddy of mine had borrowed the truck to go do something. I didn't know what it was. When he came back, he said, well, I said, did you lock the truck? He said, no, I didn't lock the truck. I said, uh-huh. hello, we're not exactly in the greatest neighborhood in the world. So I went around the corner. I took the keys around the corner and I got almost to my truck before um, Barney Fife stopped me and said, um, is this your truck? I said, yeah. Did you park it here? I said, well, no, a buddy of mine borrowed it. And he's like, really? I said, yeah. He said, I smell alcohol in you, Brett. You're drinking? And for some reason, the mouth got a gear before the before the uh, brain could catch it. And I looked at him and said, well, your eyes are glazed. You've been eating donuts? Oh, Bad God. Move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is he called another, he called the, another, uh, the county sheriff, the county downtown, and they showed up and they did the whole breathalyzer and everything else. Oh, you're drunk, blah, blah, blah. Well, when I saw his police report, he said he followed me in tra- through traffic and I cut across three lanes of traffic to make a right-hand turn when I was going southbound. There were only two lanes. How did that happen? And, of course, his... Um, so, wait, I don't want to get so focused on this because my show is more about relationship stuff. But, I, you know, so whatever. So, he, you got yeah, busted with exactly. a DWI by this guy that's calling you a wuss because you got, like, you know, pelted by <laughs> golf balls from this little golf girl ball, that yeah. you're dating. I told her to leave. They made me tell her to leave. If she came back, it'd be criminal trespass. And for the next two months, she sat outside of my house after work every day. Right. So this girl is certified like she's crazy, right? So crazy to the point that you told me that you're like at this point, she stole some of your tools. You tried to break up with her. You want your shit back. But even your psychiatrist, who I'm assuming you've been seeing for years and knows your pattern and history and knows all the ins and outs of everything. I got out of the military. Yeah. Told you that you should just let her keep all your shit because you she might actually kill you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's well, funny, yeah, but let me just it's... tell you, it's not funny because 
I say this all the time on my podcast. I watch a lot of Dateline. People, people do kill people, and people like her do kill people. Like she could actually kill you. It's not. It is true. Oh, it's just one hundred percent. I mean, I've been. I mean, I got pushed down, uh, down, down the flight of stairs at the uh, at our at our home when we lived in the house, and I was actually. She pushed me down the first flight, and I managed to crawl down the second. And um, I, I just couldn't get up. I was in excruciating pain, and she made me promise not to tell anybody what happened. Right. Otherwise, she just she just leave me on the floor to rot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, at this point, right after like someone does all these things to you, you're dating her five years. I mean, at a like, I know you're a victim, but like, you're like, it's hard to sort of be like, oh my god, she's the crazy one in the relationship. You're crazy too, right? You got to take accountability oh, for that, right? <laughs> I'm, I I passed crazy a long time ago. Right. I, mean, I never did anything really nutty or crazy. Yeah, but that doesn't mean but, that you're not you know, crazy. You're not that. That is a different side of the same coin. There's a lot of people like you out there that sort of keep everything sort of on the surface that looks really okay. Like you don't fuck girls, and you're so you have manners, and you have all this stuff that makes you seem like maybe like uh, polished and together. But you're as fucking nuts as these women that you date. You just don't sort of let it loose the way they do, but it comes out in other ways, right? It's not any, but it's just, it's, it's, it's your, your, your crazy is equivalent to her crazy. You know, it's, oh, she's oh, that's, acting that's it out. Honest. You act it out in a very different way, you know, but like attracts like. Well, to be perfectly blunt, I should have left the first time. Yeah, but you have deeper problems. Like the problem is, is that you you have a history of dating women like this, right? So you're going to leave her eventually. Somehow it will end. You know, you get you eventually. It seems like you have a five year thing. You know, you get out. Um, You know, hopefully she'll go away and won't kill you. Somehow you have to put that fire out by just not feeding into it at all. That'll be hard for you because you're attracted to drama. But you have to know that most likely the next girl that's going to sparkle across the room is going to be another nut job because that's what you're interested in. You think it's blonde hair and brown eyes and a certain height. It's not. It's fucking crazy. That's what you're interested in. That's why. And I got to tell you, there's not a lot of women that are that crazy. That's why you find it hard to find women you're attracted to. It's not because there's not a lot of girls that meet your high standards. It's just there's not a lot of girls that are so fucking nuts that they're going to be like, you know, stabbing your car after knowing you for two weeks, you know? Most <laughs> women are not that nuts. I mean, women, you know, everyone listening could be like, women are nuts, whatever, but they're not that nuts, okay? Most people could deal with shit in a different way. So, and I really under, I really believe that that's why you find it really hard to find women that sort of push your button. It's not because you have high standards. It's because you're unfortunately wired to be attracted to the fucking craziest person in the bar, and probably a lot of nights, there just isn't that kind of level of crazy in the bar. There's probably other no, levels not. of crazy, but you like the real crazy. You're the extreme, you know? And it's unfortunate because it's like it is definitely, 
you know, it's sad because you're like, we're this perfect person that was born and you were like a whole person. And then, you know, you had parents and they did all this shit to you and they created, you know, they, they put all this stuff onto you. Right. And you go to therapy. So you're trying to work it out, you know, so I feel for you and at least you are in therapy and that's the good news, you know, and you're working on well, the yourself. The first step is admitting there's a problem. Just like yeah, alcoholism. And, yeah. And it, but it takes a long time. Listen, I've worked on myself my whole life. I'm 47 years old. I had a a very bad childhood. I dated tons of douchebag guys because my father was a narcissist douchebag. Like, do you know what I mean? I totally understand. And I have to say, I think like really what changed recently in my life is I was seeing a psychoanalyst and I was literally going to her for two years, three times a week. I was doing that kind of analysis and it was like amazing. I was, you know, fortunately at that time dating somebody that was able to pay for it for me. And so, cause it's very super expensive, but it really, really helped. Like I felt like it raised my self-esteem and like, that's what you need to do for yourself too so it's so great that you see somebody right and that you're in therapy do you go more than once a week or do you just go once a week uh typically myself i go once a month this once a, a this month is a this is the va and the what the va veteran veterans administration they don't give you more than once a month I suppose they could, but at the point, you know, before I left, my, my psychiatrist told me point blank. He said, you need to get out. She's going to kill you. Walk yeah. away. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I've left her eight different times and I've gone back each and every time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I believe the nonsense. I'm going to change. I'm seeking therapy and blah, blah, blah. And I misunderstood seeking therapy for I'm thinking about it. <laughs> All right. So, you know, and we, well, I'll be honest with you. This is, this is pathetic on my part. Two years into the relationship, my psychiatrist actually wants to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And so we go. Wait, can you and stop calls, walking or whatever you're doing? Cause there's a lot of noise. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, he says, bring her in and we'll talk. So he talks to her, then he talks to me and then he talks to us both together. Then he lets her leave the room. He looks at me and he says, I can only say one thing to you, and I need you to listen very carefully. Run. <laughs> oh, my God. I like your like, psychiatrist. Why do you only see him once a month? I'd want to see that guy like three times. I would totally be into that guy. He's good. Okay. Why don't you see that guy? You need to see some. You need more. You need help. Okay. You need serious help because you're still young. You're only, what, 41 years old? You have six kids that don't want to. Excuse me. I'm 46. Okay, you're 46. Okay, you're still young though. Say you live till 87. You have how many years left? 40. Okay, 41. So you and you have six kids that won't talk to you, and you don't want to. You know, you it's you have to be better than your mother. You have to do better. You know what I mean? You have to right your wrongs. You still have time. You still are young. I believe that. And I think that it's even if you were fucking 70 and we were talking, I'd still say as long as you are alive, you have a chance to better yourself. That's what it's all about. And you are, but once a month is not enough for you. You will never work out your problems. You don't just need somebody that's going to tell you what to do. You need, besides that, because you need a little help with that, right? You need somebody also, though, that's going to get to the root of the problem and try and work on that part of yourself that's so damaged. Because, you know, first you have to get yourself away from these crazy women and you have to be alone. And then you have to get into 
you know, figuring out yourself. Forget about figuring out these nut jobs that you're dating because that's their job to do for themselves. What your job is to do for yourself is to figure out yourself. Like you're the mess that needs the help, right? You know, and so you you need way more than once a month. You need three times a week for a couple, like, and it would really help you. It really, really would. It takes time. You know, not to say that throughout that time you wouldn't date another fucking psychopath, right? But if you're in therapy and you're working on it, that's okay because that just helps. It brings data into your sessions and you could talk about it and figure your shit out, you know? In the meantime, you have to stay away. Not only just stay away from her physically, you can't you can't feed that fire. You just have to let it go out. You have to let her like you can't give her anything so that she goes because she's attracted to drama. She wants all this nonsense. She'll find somebody else. Okay, you're not the end all be all of her nuttiness. Okay, she just needs somebody that's going to play ball with her. Right. That's why she kept calling you because she smelled you from a mile away that you were like the guy that would fucking stick around. Most guys would fuck her. They'd love that dirty talk they'd abuse her and then they'd go home and talk to their friends about her and trash her they wouldn't go back and date her you did on some level she knew that you were going to like i said engage with her it takes two people to play a game you right she can't play the game she can't play the crazy game with someone that's not playing it back you have all this time and that's why she keeps coming back to you because she expects and knows that if she pushes hard enough and throws enough golf balls at your head that you'll go back out with her you can't do that like you have to it's like it's just an addiction you have to break the addiction to her and trust me she will just go find somebody else it's not you she's not obsessed with you she's just obsessed with nonsense and you like i said you engaged with her for so long she needs another nut job equivalent to you and there's guys out there like that who will you know get involved in the messy shit that she's interested in, in in doing you can't anymore because you've exhausted that and you might wind up in a garbage can chopped up like seriously your psychiatrist is right you know people like that can lose their minds and do something really bad you know so you should well, stay away thing, yeah but what, what i've come to the decision i've come to and it's a, it's more of a a revelation there I've never been single from the time I turned 14 until now. I have mm-hmm. not been without a girlfriend more than a month. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's just my mother told me when I was a kid, learn to trade on personality because you ain't got the looks. And I learned to trade on personality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, the thing is, is, I've never been without someone. And right. I, got, I was thinking about it, thinking about it today. I, I went on a shopping spree with my youngest daughter because she wanted time with her daddy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to the, to my children, the woman was a joke. She was just a complete mm-hmm. bad, bad joke. Mm-hmm. And they were right. Mm-hmm. But my daughter asked me something, and typically when my kids ask for a favor, you know, Dad, will you do me a favor? And I'm like, well, sure. They're my kids. They never ask for anything unusual mm-hmm. or unreasonable. And she says, would you do me a favor? And I said, sure. She says, I'm going to be going to a two-year college. Uh-huh. Would it be okay or would it be possible for you to be single until I graduate the two year point the two, you know, graduate <laughs> from the two year college to go to the four year? And I said, Well, yeah. I didn't realize what kind of a promise I made. And then I realized I don't have to answer anyone. 
I can go anywhere I want to go. I can do anything I, I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to live by your leave. I don't have to ask anyone. You know, I've always believed, you know, ever since this, this psychopath came into my life, I noticed that that's not allowed or I forbid that became part of the daily speak. It was part of, you know, where are you going? I'm going to go see my kids. Oh, you're lying. You know, on the way that my phones always had to stay unlocked and I couldn't have any private privacy on my laptop and, but hers were always locked because she had things going on. She, you know, on the lame excuse she gave me mm-hmm. and everything she did was to entrap me further. Yeah, but you were looking you know? to be entrapped because you can't stand to be oh, alone. I was, that's the, I that's was the problem. To put the bait. Right, of course. So, but you have to learn how to be alone. Yeah, and that that's one hundred percent. And you know, the thing is, what I was telling my children, I got some training I got to go do up in Denver, and then I'm going to move back down to Houston, and you know, I got a settlement from a wreck that I was in, involved in. Mm-hmm. And it's it's enough money to start the kind of business that I that I can run, and that's what I'm going to do. But my daughter's request, and I looked at her and I said, "Is it that bad?" She says, "Dad, I haven't seen you smile in three years." Right, that's sad. And she said, "You know, it takes three muscles to smile, Dad. Seventeen or something to frown." And I'm like, "Okay, well." You know, I was kind of like, wow, oh, wow, coming from a, she just graduated and she's all excited about that. But, you know, the fear was that the psychopath would go to her graduation. <laughs> well, listen, so because I typically have my podcast to be like about an hour. We're, uh, we're almost there. Right. So, you know, right. I want to make sure we hit everything. So, you know, are you what was the last time you talked to this crazy bitch? That would be this morning when I went back with the police officer to pick up all of my stuff. Okay, so you got your stuff back from her? Most of it. She okay. put a password, a, a lock on my computer so I can't get the damn thing open, but I can get that fixed tomorrow. Okay, sometimes you got to take a loss for things sometimes, you know, so whatever. Sometimes, you yeah. know, You know, the, you got to suffer some consequences. You know, if you don't suffer mm-hmm. consequences, then, like, in a weird way, like, you know, it, it's like you kind of sometimes have to pay for, like, your bad decisions, right? This is, that's, that's like, two plus two equals four. You know, you date a fucking psychopath, you might have some loss. <laughs> you know. That's like three times the square root of nine is nine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah it, is. it is what it is. Like, that's, this makes sense, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you lost a computer. Oh, well, you know. It's you're lucky that that's the only thing you lost. I think you lost forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars worth of tools, right? Is that what you're still trying to get back from her? You said that in your email. That's gone. Okay, so that's a loss. Like, what can you do? You know. So now, oh. has she tried to contact you, or do you think like before you start went to the police and picked up all your stuff? When was the last time you guys had seen each other? Like, seen each other, like to have sex or to like date to like be back with each oh, other? We, we hadn't we hadn't had sex in almost six months. Um. No, um, the last time we saw each other was actually two days ago before I had to go get the police. Okay, but was it a friendly meeting or was or, or have you guys oh, been broken God, up? No. Right, okay. so No, you, things were thrown. That's all I can tell you. Okay, so why have you guys, if you guys, when did you guys officially break up? Six months ago? Uh, no, no, we broke up three days ago. See, but basically she's going through 
something menopause, whatever it's called. It's some sort of a, whatever it is, it gives her an excuse never to be horny, never to put out. And to be perfectly honest with you, ever since, you know, I got, I got in a wreck with an 18 wheeler and it totaled my car and me out. So up until a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't going to be, you know, she was having a menopause thing and she didn't want to. And then of course I really couldn't without excruciating pain, but and I didn't have somebody who was like, brave it, be a man. It was more like, oh, God, don't touch me. So, okay. Yeah, but three days ago, you guys are like talking about having sex, but you don't want to and you're together. And then three days after that, you're at uh, the cops, like giving shit back and forth. Like, how does that happen? Oh, no, no, no. We weren't, we weren't talking about sex three days ago. We gave up talk. I gave up even bothering. Okay, but I you mean, were together breaking up three days yes. ago. So you were together these past six months. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, for sure. From since um, October, we got back together, and the sex stopped in November, December, sometime. Mm-hmm. Because she and just, when was the last time? So you broke up. You think for good three days ago? I mean, what are the odds that you're not going to oh, go back to her again? Hell yes, I'm never going back to that. I can't do that. I you would have said that. You've stress. gone back to her eight hundred times, and I don't even know you, and I know that. Because you told me after two weeks she would break up with you constantly. She hasn't fucked you in six months, but you still are back with her. You just broke up with her three days ago. Again, for the upteenth time. What makes you think that this time it's for good? Because I don't think I would live through going back to her one more time. I honestly do believe the next time, if there is a next time that I go back, she will probably kill me. Because some of the things that she said this last time we broke up, they were a lot different than the other times before. What did she say? To the effect that she would um, cut me up, put me in a bag, dump me in the trash, Mm -hmm. poison me. I'm taking some prescription heavy-duty painkillers. And she said, you know, what I might do, you know, this is before I, this actually was a conversation that broke us up. You piss me off, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you're going to die. And no one's ever going to know because I watch forensics files. And I'm like, Okay. Oh my god, it's too bad you're like I'm going to see a dateline and you're going to be the person that they're talking about and I'm not even going to know because this is anonymous and I don't get people's real names and I don't really want to know who you are but like you might be on dateline. You might be on a future episode if you don't really take it seriously. And I just have this feeling that even though she says that to you and on some level you know it in your mind, I don't know that that's going to be enough to keep you away. That's why people get killed. I can't go back to it. It's as simple as that. It's it's just, for me, it's a matter of survival. I have six children I have to put through college and this, this, this drain on my life. And, you know, this is too much. And as far as the settlement goes, she wanted to get her bombs on that just so she could take that money and send it home to where she's from. She's from another country, but you know, what country is she from? I mean, Barbados. Okay. So, and, uh, so she wanted some of your cash. Okay, but you're not going to... When are you getting that money and getting the fuck out of where you are? When are you moving? Well, I'm getting the fuck out of where I'm at tomorrow. Okay, and are you going far, far away? I'm going... Yes, I'm going about 1,100 miles away, and I'll be there for roughly... Three to six months for training. It just depends okay, on how, that's I, how great. well I do the training. That's great. 
That could be training. the reason yeah. why you don't go back with her. That's the best thing I've heard this whole podcast. Because I think that you physically have to be that far away from her to not. I think that this is the only way you could do it. Like, for real. You should not let her know where you are. You should she block. Has no idea. She okay, she'll... great. You should block her. You should block her phone number. Her phone number from your phone so that you don't get any of her calls and she doesn't can't get through to you. And you should take that three months to just be totally clean and not feed the fire and let that just dwindle and let her find somebody else. And no matter how much well, you get the urge to go back to that, because you probably will, because you're dysfunctional, you have to just deny yourself of the urge. That's it. Well, to be honest with you, yeah. You know, I'm not an alcoholic. I drink occasionally. When I got to hear about how I was an alcoholic, because I get a DWI, the situation was really, it was not important. It's just the fact it was ammunition. But you're not but, an alcoholic. What's the point? My point is simply this. Um, you are an addict. You're addicted to nuts. My my thing is this, is I made a promise to my youngest daughter. No, you're addicted to being you know, abused. There, There is an addict sort of quality to that. Just because, you know, I, I, so there is something to that, you know, that you're addicted to the drama. You're addicted to being treated badly. So it's very, it might be very hard for you to stay away from her even when you're away. There might be a pull to that because you are, pull, you know, but you just have to, the way to get over an addiction, whatever it is, is to just, even when you feel the pull to just not do anything. And eventually that pull loses its grip over you. I quit drinking. It's like 15 years for me. I was a total addict and I know I quit smoking 20 years ago. Like I quit a lot of my shit. So I know how to do it. That's what you have to do. You, ha I have to end this call. You have to you have to go away tomorrow. You have to block her number from your phone. You have to find a therapist wherever you are or talk to your guy on the phone. And you need to do that at least once a week minimum. Okay? Seriously. What? Once a week minimum, you should be doing more than once a week. And if you're with a therapist that isn't telling you that you need to come more than once a week, then they suck. Okay? Because anybody that you come in their office, they should be like, no offense, but you need to come in more than once a week. Okay? And because that's the right. only way to do it. You have to really stay focused on digging deep. And you have to, the only way to stay that way is to not have a lot of time in between sessions. Okay? Because you lose the focus. So you need to do that and right. you need to not have any contact with her whatsoever and, you know, as much as possible. Forget about her. She'll find somebody else. And uh, and then you have to yeah. come back in three months and call me and tell me where you're at and that you're still alive All and right, that you didn't talk to her. OK. You got it. Good luck. But please go. Please get more th help. Get more therapy. Totally leave tomorrow. Don't let her know where you are. OK. Like, seriously. She thinks I'm going to California, so. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, good. She can't really know where you're going. Like, seriously, you really have. That's the only way you're going to be successful at cutting this cord. And it's going to be very, it's like very healthy for you. And it could be the life or death. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's not. I mean, you know, you have to take it seriously. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, you know. No, but it's serious, too. And so I'm very happy that you're moving away, far away, and that it's for a bunch of months. I think it's your only saving grace. And that's going to actually be the, that's the best thing. But I want an update from you when you're done with this. I mean, maybe you'll find a crazy person there. It's fine. But um, keep me posted, dude. Okay? 
I got I got too much life to live. I got to go back to Paris and Ireland because that's my family's room. Okay, so yeah, really, like you need you need we. I could talk to you for another hour. We'll do a part two. I want an update in in a you know when shit goes down or doesn't go down. Okay, keep me posted. I want to make sure you that you're it. alive and not in a bag <laughs> somewhere. Right. <laughs> All right. Good luck, dude. Smith. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Keep me posted. Okay. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. 